Blog Talk Radio. <clears throat> well, good evening, everyone. This is Pastor Ted Payton, Grace Through Faith Worship Center for today, April the 5th. Let us pray. Father God, we thank you for another day. Lord, we bless you and we honor you. In all ways, we acknowledge you. We come before you this day with the heart of thanksgiving, saying, Lord, open our eyes and ears that we might hear what it is you have to say to us as we bless you and lift up your name in the word. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Well, today I want to continue in the same vein. I believe uh, I've been really talking a lot about healing. And today I uh, was talking to a friend, an acquaintance that goes back a few years, but as we were talking, come to find out that some people that are acquaintance of mine have passed on. And when you hear of someone passing on and um, their years are young, to me it's upsetting. Upsetting in the sense that it is an unnecessary tragedy that we allow the enemy to come and kill, steal, and destroy. That's his job, to kill, steal, and to destroy. John 10.10 says that, and the Lord is very emphatic about the fact that where there is killing, where there is thievery, where there is destruction, where there is chaos, there is every evil work of the devil, and it is of the devil, and that is the only thing that it is of the devil, God has nothing to do with it. And when we get the revelation of the fact that, look, God has nothing to do with killing, stealing, and destruction. That's Satan's job. That's what he does, and he is very good at it. And until we get the revelation of the fact that God loves us, God is a God of love. He loves us. There's no hatred or ill will in God. God loves us. The Bible says that God is love. Love does not kill. Love does not steal. Love does not destroy. Love does not cause confusion. The Bible says that where there's confusion, there's every evil work of the devil. So anytime you see it, it is always, 100% of the time, it is always the devil. It is not God. God does not allow us to be sick to teach us something. So many in the body of Christ believe that foolishness, and they teach it, and they spew it. It's like venom out of their mouth. It's like venom of a snake. Because anytime you spew out something proclaiming it to be the gospel, which is good news, and it is anti what God is and what he stands for. It is of the Antichrist. It is venomous. It is of the devil. And any time we spew that stuff and it causes people to second-guess whether or not they think God is going to heal them, 
then the enemy will destroy us because you cannot be torn between two opinions. You cannot believe that God heals, and then you cannot believe that God makes us sick at the same time. The Bible says, how can sweet and bitter come out of the same vessel? Either God is a good God or he's not a good God. Either the, either the devil is a bad devil or he is not a bad devil. It can't be both. When the Pharisees accused the disciples, accused Jesus of casting out the devil, how Jesus, if Jesus is the devil, how are he going to cast out the devil? Sickness and disease is of the devil. It is not of God. The Bible says to us, Jesus said, in Matthew, the 10th chapter, starting at the first verse, Jesus sent his disciples out. He called them together, and he sent them out two by two. So when you're going to go out witnessing, it's best to take somebody with you. Small test there. He sent them out two by two. And one of the first things he authorized them to do, one of the first things that he mentioned was he gave them the ability to cast out spirits evil spirits. And we have to understand that so many times sickness and diseases, not all the time, but there are many times sickness and diseases are carried by an evil spirit. When you get rid of the evil spirit, then you get rid of the health condition that came along with it. This is not the case all the time, but many times. So when you cast out the evil spirit, when the evil spirit leaves under your command, then that infirmity, that was caused by you having that evil spirit goes with it. You are healed. You receive your healing. It is removed from your body because when the evil spirit goes, that foul uh, spirit that caused that infirmity goes with it. Goes with it. Now, this is the scripture in Ephesians. It says, Ephesians 1, 17 through 19, it says this, that the, Lord, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him, the eye of your understanding being enlightened, that ye may know what is the hope of his calling, which are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints, that what is the exceeding greatness of his power toward us who believe, according to the working of his mighty power. Now, it is God's plan that our eyes be open to everything that he has for us in ministry, as well as every other area of our life. It is his plan that the eyes of our understanding be enlightened to those we should be ministering to as well. God wants us to see what's going on. He wants us to understand what is going on. The Bible says, out of all you're getting, get an understanding. And this scripture is saying the eyes of your understanding being enlightened. Enlightened means to come into the knowledge of. Why? So that we will know what it is the hope of his calling. We will know what God wants for us. And what is that? That we understand the glory of the inheritance that God has left for us. Inheritance in what? In the saints. And what is the exceeding greatness of his power toward us who believe. Of us who believe, not of us who doubt, of us who believe. 
according to the working of his mighty power, according to the working of his mighty power, according to the ability of God to do anything. And what is that? Is there anything too hard for God? And it is essential that we understand what God has called us to say and do each and every day. What comes out of your mouth is important. What comes out of your mouth is important. The book of Mark does not say that those who believe will lay hands on the sick and on occasion will recover. It says they will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. It didn't say they lay hands on the sick and every now and then they will get well. It's a direct statement. They will lay hands on the sick, comma, and they will recover. That's Mark 16 and 18. They will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. In Mark 16 and 17, before that, it says this, And these signs shall follow those who believe. What signs? Casting out demons, praying for the sick, getting people healed. And these signs shall follow them that they believe. Now, this is a direct quote from Jesus Christ himself. Now, think about it. You're going to read the Bible, and the Bible is going to say something. Every time you read the Bible, you are literally face to face with face to face with God. You're going to read the Bible, and you're going to read the words of Jesus. Jesus is going to say something. Well, does Jesus lie? Does he tell the truth, or does he lie? If he says these signs are going to follow those who believe, that means that if you're a believer, then you will be able to do what? Cast out devils, raise the dead. He'll get people healed. God wants us well. And the way we get to the point where we can believe God is to take his word, meditate on it day and night, read it, study it, listen to the word, study the word of God, labor in the word, write it on the wall, read it, labor it, Talk about it. These signs shall follow them that believe. Lay hands on the sick and they will recover. They will recover. They will recover. We have got to get to the point that we understand that when the Bible says something, it's like Jesus speaking. When the Bible says something, and you rightly divide the word, you understand who's speaking on the what occasions, on the what circumstance. And the Bible says something, and you understand what it's saying. And you go and implement what it is saying. It says that when we lay hands on the sick, they will recover. That means when we go out as a Christian, brother or sister, when we go out and lay our hands on someone and pray for them, that sickness and disease has no other choice. It has to leave. It may leave instantly. It may leave in a day. It may leave in an hour. It may leave in a week. But the fact is they have to recover. Why? Because that's what God said. That's what God said. 
Jesus gave his disciples the authority to heal each and every disease. Jesus gave his disciples the authority to heal each and every disease. When he had called them together, in Luke 9, 1 and 2, when Jesus had called the 12 together, he gave them power and authority to drive out all demons and to cure diseases. And he sent them out to preach the kingdom of God and to heal the sick, Mark 9, I mean Luke, the ninth chapter, the first and second verse. Finally, there are a group of people who believe that God still heals today. There is a group of people who believe that God still heals today, but they do not believe that God wants to heal them or use them to minister healing to others. They believe this for any number of reasons, none of which are true. The truth is God is willing to heal anyone who believes. As Jesus showed in Matthew, Jesus reached out his hand and touched the man. I am willing, he said, be clean. Immediately he was cured of his leprosy. This is in Matthew 8 and 3. Jesus reached out his hand and touched the man. I am willing, he said, be clean. Immediately he was cured of his leprosy. Jesus came to heal. And people are sick because of sin. Sin. They may not have committed a sin, but because of the sin that fell into the earth as a result of what Adam did. That's why people are sick, because of sin. But Jesus came to destroy the works of the devil. Jesus came to put back in place like the song says, back to Eden, Jesus came to put back into place what was taken out of place when Adam fell. When Adam fell. So what we must understand is God wants us well. And the reason why a lot of people don't see healing, healing disease is because they refuse to lay their hands on anyone. They refuse to step out and say, can I pray for you? Let me lay my hands on you and pray for you. Let me take care of this cancer. Let me take care of this uh, arthritis. Let me take care of this uh, whatever disease that you have. Let me take care of it. Let me pray for it. Can we pray for it? Can I lay my hands on you and, and, and rebuke that sickness and disease? Is there anything too hard for God? We have to know that we know that we know that God's word is true. And Jesus meant what he said. He gave us power to cast out spirits. He gave us the power and authority. And authority. We need to understand that Jesus said that all power has been given to me. Jesus went down into the earth. He was on the earth, and he and he excelled up into the heaven. He said, all power has been given to me both in heaven and in earth and under the earth. All power. And then he went out and he demonstrated that power to his disciples. And he tell us, all the things that you see me do, you can do, and not only that, you're going to do more than I did. Jesus said, 
greater things than I did. Jesus said that. Now, either Jesus is telling the truth or he is not. Either we believe Jesus or we don't. And when we pray for people, we should expect to see them made whole. We should expect that. Not, Lord, if it's your will. It is his will because he said it. It is his will because that's what Jesus modeled. It is his will because that's what Jesus demonstrated. The Bible says Jesus healed every one of them. And we must do the same thing. So that we stand before the Lord, he can say, well done, thy good and faithful servant. But God wants us well. And we need to get to the point that we can pray for people. I think that if people in the body of Christ, when you read these scriptures and they say what it says, I think that if we would just try it, just go say, well, I'm just going to, hey, you have a situation I can pray for. Let me just practice on you. Let me just try this thing and see if it works. Let me just try it. Can I pray for you? Can I pray for your headache? Can I pray for the pain in your body? Can I pray for your sickness? Can I pray for your disease? Can I pray for that cancer? May I pray for you? And if more of us would just step out and do what the Word says, we will see signs and wonders. We will see miracles taking place right before our very eyes at our job, in the workplace, in the marketplace. We will see signs and wonders. We will see it. We will see it. But it all starts with what we believe. It starts with what we actually believe. What do we believe? What do we believe? It starts with that. What do we believe? What do we believe about the Word of God? What do we believe about faith? What do we believe about praying for the sick? What do we believe? Hmm. What do we believe? The Bible says what it says. It says what it says. And all we need to do is to try it. Try it. All we need to do is try it. All we need to do is say, well, Lord, you said in your word that if I lay my head on the sick, because I'm a believer, if I lay my hand on the sick, they will recover. Just try it. Try it on your family, your friends, your children, your mom, your dad, your acquaintances. Try it. And see if God won't do what he said he would do. I would above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health. That's John, third John, second verse. I would that you would prosper and be in health, even as your soul prospers. Soul prospering is us coming to the knowledge of the word, knowing what the word of God is. It's our responsibility to know what the will of the Lord is. 
It's our responsibility as Christians to know the word of God. It's our responsibility. It's our responsibility. And we must take on our responsibility and begin to do it. I would above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health. We talk about health care. We talk about people being sick, big hospital bills. But let me tell you, Jesus, he's capable. Is there anything hard, too hard for God? No. You can receive your healing from Jesus. You can receive it, and you can also give it, dish it out. He's able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we would ever think or even know about. Jesus is able. He's on the right hand of the Father now, just interceding on our behalf. All we have to do is to trust and believe. If ye be willing and obedient, ye shall eat of the good of the land. We have to be willing and obedient. Obedience means doing what the word of God says. Coming into the knowledge of it and actually carrying it out. Question, when is the last time you laid your hand on someone and healed them? When is the last time you took the word of God to someone and shared it with them, get them born again? When is the last time you talked to someone about the goodness of God? When is the last time you just opened your Bible and just just read it and just enjoyed your fellowship with God? We're in this business society. Everybody's going all the time, doing this, doing that. And people are hurting all over the place. And the body of Christ is no different than the world. Just being passed by. It's passing us by. But the fact is, God wants us well. Jesus prayed for everyone. And what we should do is get out and begin to pray for everyone. God is a good God all the time. He doesn't take time off and say, well, I'm going to rest now. They can suffer that little disease a little while while I'm taking a rest. No, that's not God. God is a good God all the time. And we must know and understand that. Know and understand what the will of the Lord is. Bless the Lord, O my soul, Psalms 103, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not the benefits. The benefits? What are they? He healeth all diseases. He forgiveth sin. He healeth all diseases. That's what he does. It's the benefit of the kingdom. On earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day, Lord, on earth as it is in heaven. What's in heaven? There's no sickness there. There's no disease there. There's no poverty there. There's no confusion there. It's glorious. 
and we can benefit from everything that God has for us, the inheritance. The inheritance, that's part of knowing God. It's part of knowing God. And, Father, we thank you today for your word. I pray, Lord, that for every listener that may have any infirmity, I pray right now that it leave their body. I curse it right now in the name of Jesus. I declare healing. Healing go forth in the name of Jesus. Any infirmity, headache, arthritis, cancer, go in the name of Jesus. We command you to leave the body now. We command you to go from this earth. We command you to leave and never to return. We declare wholeness. We declare wellness in the body of every listener. We declare it right now in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, we declare it is so. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, until next week, this is Pastor Ted Payton saying, look, God is good all the time. All the time. Look for someone that you can bless. Look for someone that you can pray for. Look for someone that you can share the gospel. And we declare it. I will be at the uh, Duval Event Center on Saturday morning. For anyone that have an infirmity or sickness or disease or knows someone that does, from 730 to 9, we're going to be praying for the sick, healing the sick. Not just praying for them, we're going to be healing the sick. We're going to be doing that. So, look. Go on Facebook and look us up, Duval Event Center, and look for the time and place of the event. We're going to be there. Ted Payton, gtfwc.org, www.gtfwc.org. Go to our website. But we're chasing after God. He's a good God all the time. So until next time, people, look, you be blessed. In Jesus' name we declare it. Be blessed. And for those who would like to send us an email, it's GTF Worship Center, C-E-N-T-E-R, G-T-F-W-O-R-S-H-I-P Center, GTF Worship Center, C-E-N-T-E-R, at gmail.com. GTF Worship Center at gmail.com. Send us an email or give us a call, and we would appreciate it. Goodbye, everybody. Bye now.